0: You're listening to Life Coaching Secrets Podcast, episode number 92. Did you know that life coaches are needed now more than ever? I'm Frank Macri, founder of Thriving Coach Academy. I've trained over a thousand coaches and helped them launch their own successful coaching businesses. If you want to make an incredible income and impact as a coach and have a lot of fun doing it, I'll show you exactly how to get it done. This is Life Coaching Secrets. What's up, coaches? In this episode, I want to talk about what do you do when your clients aren't getting results? Now, this is a question that comes up quite a bit in the academy. What do you do? What's the approach that you take? Um, if you're working with a client and they have this goal and they're not achieving it, They seem to be getting stuck. Um, So, I want to break down for you the five best strategies that you can implement into your coaching practice to make sure that you are handling this um, in the best possible way. Now, a couple things before I go into the five strategies. Number one is this is normal when it happens. Okay, it is normal for your clients to have blocks come up for them, or resistance, or hurdles that will initially prevent them from getting the results that they want. So it's very important as the coach, you don't make it mean anything uh, terrible or catastrophic about you when your clients aren't initially getting results. However, there is an amazing opportunity for you to really dig deep and understand what is truly going on for your client and how it is that you could support them in getting exactly where they want to be. Now, the other important thing to know is it is essential for you to be following up with clients at the start of future sessions. So if you're working with a client over a span of 12 sessions, for example, when you have the beginning of each session, rather than just starting to coach them, it's important that you first check in to make sure that they follow through on whatever actions they said they would follow through on in your previous sessions. So make sure you are following up with clients before you just start diving in to make sure that they are holding themselves to a high standard and doing what they say they're going to do. Okay, so here are the five strategies strategies to implement when your clients are, are not getting results. The first thing is questioning how clear are your clients' action steps. So when you're supporting a client, um, in order to get an amazing shift with your client and transformation and breakthrough, there needs to be two things that happen in a session. Firstly, there needs to be a shift in their insight. There needs to be some kind of um, thought or cognitive shift that happens. So this is what happens usually first. They have some kind of shift in their awareness about the initial problem or the challenge that they're going through. But here's the thing if you leave a session with your client and all that they've had is some kind of shift in their awareness or they have an insight, then they're not gonna get any different results. So you might have clients who have incredible breakthroughs in your sessions and they feel super inspired and energized and on top of the world. But if they don't have an action step to honor the insights they came up with in a session, If they don't have some kind of plan to put into practice that goes along with whatever kind of breakthrough that they came up with in the session, then they're not going to get any change in their results. So insight plus action is what equals new results. Insights plus actions, okay? If they have no insight, if they have no action then they're just going to get the same results, okay? So you've got to have a new insight and you've got to have a new action to go along with it. So how clear are the action steps that your clients are coming up with at the end of your sessions? You might need to clarify a bit more with your clients to make sure that it is very specific, the exact thing that they say they're going to do. So for example, if you're working with a client and they have a goal to lose weight, And they say at the end of a session that they're going to um, exercise over the next week before they meet with you again. So it might sound really awesome when your client says they're going to go exercise. But when you examine that a little further, what does exercise even mean? And how clear is it to your clients? Because exercise can really mean anything. It's very hard to conceptualize what that actually looks like in your client's life over the next week. So you may need to clarify, clarify, clarify over and over again with your client at the end of your sessions. So how it would sound is saying something like, okay, client, so when you say you want to exercise, what does that look like to you? Or what specifically will you be doing when you say that you want to exercise? So make sure you're clarifying it so that way it's it's very specific with your client. Now, the other thing you want to look at when it comes to setting powerful action steps with your clients is, are your clients setting passive action steps or are they setting productive action steps? Now, not all actions are created equally. So in the academy, we distinguish between a passive action and a productive action. So a passive action is something that you do that doesn't stretch you. It's something that doesn't require much effort of you. It's something that might cause you to feel busy, but it is not actually getting you any closer to achieving your goals. Usually a passive action is something that allows you to consume. So consuming information or just keeping yourself internal. So here's an example. At the end of a session, your client might have an amazing breakthrough and say, okay, and you might ask them, okay, so what are you going to do over the next week? What's your goal? Your client might say, well, I'm going to process what came up in this session. Or I'm going to reflect on what came up in this session. Or I'm going to go journal about it. I'm going to meditate on what I came up with in this session today. So all of those are in some way an action. And they might sound useful. And in in some sense, they are useful but they are also passive. So you want to notice when your clients are coming up with action steps at the end of your sessions, are those actions passive or are they productive? You will need to encourage your clients to come up with productive action steps so that way they are actually putting themselves out of their comfort zone. So what that might sound like at the end of a session is when your client is coming up with a specific action they'd like to take If they say, oh, I'm going to go process what came up in this session or I'm going to journal about it, you can say, great, that sounds wonderful. So in addition to that, what else can you do that could really stretch you out of your comfort zone? Or what else could you do that could really put yourself out there? So for example, if I were supporting someone, um, if I were supporting a coach who's looking to grow their business and they say that the action they're going to do is they're going to make an outline of all of the different types of content they'd like to post on social media. That would be a passive action because it's not requiring that they really put themselves out there. Um, They're just really keeping them – it's like a reflective journaling type of action. So we consider that passive. So I might follow up with a question like, great, so in addition to outlining your content ideas, what can you do to actually share that content? Or what can you do to actually – put yourself out there more as a coach. So are you hearing the difference between a passive action versus a productive action? This is something that so many coaching schools don't even tell you about. So it's very important and it's going to help you stand out as a coach and help your clients get amazing results when you could ha- make sure they are setting productive actions, meaning the, the bold action steps that are going to stretch them, they're going to make your client uncomfortable, but they are ultimately going to get your client's results. So that is the first thing to do, make sure client, your clients are setting clear and productive action steps. The second strategy you want to implement to help your clients get results, if they're not getting those results yet, is you want to increase the amount of accountability that you have with them. So accountability is is a coaching skill that you utilize to make sure your client follows through on what they say they're going to uh, so going to do. So there are a few ways that you can use accountability in your coaching sessions. Usually you would use it after your client sets their action step at the end of a session. And the two words that I teach our coaches to use in their sessions to hold their clients accountable are the words by when, by when, okay? So when a client says, okay, I'm going to go to the gym next Monday, Wednesday, Friday evenings, you would say, okay, so, so for example, if a client says that they are going to post online about their business you can follow up with that accountability question of okay by when are you going to do that by when are you going to make that post online by when are you going to reach out to that person so for example if you're doing dating coaching and your your client is a single man and he's looking to find love and he says that he's going to go out to a uh, some kind of mixer event And you could say, okay, well, by when are you going to attend a mixer event? By when is that going to happen? So this question definitely puts your client's feet to the fire. And it does put a bit of pressure on them. But in coaching, we would call this positive pressure. Because this is the type of pressure that is helping your client get to a result that they ultimately want. So it's a good kind of pressure that you want to incorporate into your sessions. If your clients are not getting results, then maybe they need some positive pressure. They need some accountability so that way they can um, actually move themselves forward. Another part of accountability, in addition to having them uh, determine by when they're going to get their actions done and their goals complete, is asking them the question, what do you think might get in the way? What do you think might get in the way? So as humans, we are really good at predicting our own obstacles before they even happen. So if your client, for example, says that they are going to exercise and you say, okay, well, what is that going to look like? So you clarify it. They say, okay, I'm going to go to the gym. Um, nearby my house, and you say, okay, by when are you going to do that? I'm going to do it Monday and Wednesday and Friday. So you're starting to hold them more accountable. You're making that action much clearer. Um, then you might say, well, my, what might get in the way of you going to the gym on Monday, Wednesday, Friday? And then you hold some space, you pause, you let your clients start to surface potential obstacles, and they might say something like, well, I know that my spouse gets home from work around this time, and usually he likes to talk about his day, usually we like to um, go on a walk together, or we like to sit down or watch a movie together, so I imagine maybe that might prevent me or distract me from going to the gym at this certain time. So this is good when your client is able to predict their obstacles ahead of time because then before the session even finishes, you can say and follow up with the question of, okay, so what can you do to make sure that this doesn't get in your way? What can you do to make sure this doesn't get in the way or doesn't distract you? Or how could we modify your plan so that way you follow through? So it might just be tweaking it a little bit, but this is going to make a huge difference because your client's going to feel so great and nothing's going to stop them. So in the example of the client wanting to go to the gym, but they know their spouse is going to come home around that time and they usually like to spend some quality time with their spouse, they might say, you know what, I'll just go to the gym an hour earlier where I know that my spouse won't be coming home and I'll just be able to get right out the door. I'll be already at the gym by the time they come home. So That is the second strategy to um, get your client's results. It's to increase the accountability. So the third strategy is to challenge your client more in your sessions. Now, challenging is an advanced coaching skill. This is a skill that we teach in great depth inside the academy. We give our coaches a whole series of questions that really cut through any kind of fluff any kind of excuses and compassionately inspire clients to show up in the best possible way. So challenging, what challenging is about is helping people take responsibility in ways that they're currently not. So this is where you have a bit of tough love or you really have that really direct question that your clients will appreciate and they need, in order to really break through. Now, I used to feel very worried about challenging clients in sessions, and uh, frankly, when I went through coach training years ago, they would say, "Oh, you know, just make sure your your questions are all very empowering, and that's they always need to be uplifting." And I realized that while my questions were really uplifting, they weren't challenging enough to really. Um, encourage someone to take action, to take bold action steps forward and to also hold themselves to a higher standard. So that's when I realized that I needed to start challenging, but I wanted to do it in a way that was um, not feeling like I was criticizing or judging my client, but really holding them to the standard I know that they want to hold themselves to. So a lot of times coaches will resist challenging a client and calling out certain incongruencies in their thinking or inconsistent action that um, they're not taking because they think that their client's not going to respond well to it. And they think that it might hurt the rapport that you have with your client. So the truth is your clients are going to appreciate you when you can challenge them. They will thank you for it. That is why they are hiring you to be their coach because they want to get results. They want to overcome blocks and resistance that they're Currently experiencing. So, when it is appropriate to challenge, is when your client says they're going to do something and they don't do it, they don't follow through. This is important for you to address and reveal to your client. Okay, so you want to challenge your client. And in the academy, we give a whole list of questions. It would take a bit of time to go through all that in this episode, but mainly you want to just go through with your client and say, and and cut through to see, okay, so how much, one example of a question might be, how much longer are you going to let this be an excuse for you to not move forward? Or when, what is it really going to take for you to change, for you to commit to yourself? So Those questions are going to cut a little deeper, but your client is going to appreciate it and they are going to, um, like, sometimes one of those challenging questions completely sets your client on a whole new track towards their success. So make sure you are challenging your clients more. You want to turn up the challenging if your clients are not getting uh, results. The fourth strategy you want to implement is to examine your client's motivation, okay? So if your client is not doing what they say they're going to do, then there could be a lack of awareness around why this is really important to them. So one of the most important questions to ask your clients whenever they have a goal, a desire, or an intention is the question, why is that important to you? Why is that important to you? So in the field of positive psychology, Um, there's been a lot of research done on motivation and the different types of motivation. And there's one type of motivation that's called integrated motivation. And what that means is it's when someone does something because they know the true value and importance that that behavior has for them. And what research has found is that people are more likely to do something when they know why it's so important for them to do that thing. So when someone says that, for example, they want to go, they want to exercise, but there's no really compelling reason why they want to exercise. So, of course, if someone says they want to exercise but they not, they don't do it, it's because they just don't have that in their awareness. So it's very simple to insert that question into your sessions and say, why is that important for you to exercise? Why do you even want to lose weight? Why is that important for you? And often you'll have to go layer by layer, deeper and deeper, follow up with that same question until that reason becomes so compelling. So your client might say, for example, I want to exercise because I want to lose weight. You can say, okay, and why is that important for you? Why do you want to lose weight? And they might say, well, because I want, to, uh, I want to be able to feel like my body is able to do more things. Okay, and why is that important for you? Uh because I want and they might say because I want to be around for my kids as they get older and I want to be physically fit so I could be around and and have quality time with them um through their childhood and beyond. Right? So now as you can see in in this example, um it's starting to become more compelling. The client is going to have much more reason to follow through because they have Integrated motivation. They know the why behind their goal. So make sure you're identifying the client's why and making sure that they have a why that is compelling to them. And the other part of motivation is helping your client realize what's the cost of them not doing the thing, of them not taking the action. So Um, pain and cost is also a really good motivator. It's a different type of motivator. However, it also is one that might help your client start to take action. So this is when you start to ask a client, what's the cost of them not doing what they say they want to do? What's the impact it's going to have if they don't get the results and if things stay exactly the same in their life? So in the example I shared earlier around exercising, right, again, that exercising goal, it doesn't have any power to it until we start identifying the why behind it. But also, it could be interesting and powerful to help your client understand, well, if you don't exercise, then what's going to happen? What's that going to cost you if you continue to not exercise for a month from now, for three months from now, six months, for a year from now? So these questions are going to bring your client to an uncomfortable place of awareness. However, When they can realize the pain of inaction, it's going to inspire them to take action. I'll say that one more time. When people realize the pain of inaction, that is sometimes what's needed to take action. Because now they're really clear about the undesirable results that they don't want to have. So they realize that they've got to take action right now to prevent that from happening. Okay? All right. So... The final strategy to apply when you notice a client is not getting results is you, you want to set have them set what's called goal levels. Goal levels. So in the academy, we go deeper into this. Essentially, you'll have your clients break down their goal into a bronze, silver, and gold level. Okay, so these are like three different benchmarks that your client's goal can have so that way it becomes more manageable for them to, to approach and, uh, and, and achieve. So the bronze level is the bare minimum that a client can do in order to start making progress on their goal. Silver is it's going to be a bit of a stretch, but definitely attainable and not really requiring too much effort, but more than the bronze level. And then gold is going to be if they're really showing up, fully stretching themselves to the highest possible level, going all in. So one example of of how I've been able to apply this to myself is years ago I had a goal to do more cardio and to run more on the treadmill. That was my goal, but I wasn't I wasn't following through. Um, the idea of spending thirty minutes. Every day running on the treadmill just didn't excite me. I found ways to avoid it. So um, I just was struggling to to figure out how to just get myself on the treadmill for 30 minutes to do the cardio. And then I set these goal levels. And for my bronze goal, my bronze goal was to run on the treadmill for one minute, (laughs) which I know sounds completely wild. It was to run on the treadmill for one single minute. That's it. 60 seconds. My silver goal was to run on the treadmill for 15 minutes, and then gold, which is the ideal, was to do the full 30 minutes. Now, here's how goal levels work. I'm going to I want you to understand the psychology behind it. So, once I set these goal levels up for myself, I started to think, okay, all I need to do is hit that bronze level because when you hit that goal, it gives you that little feeling of achievement, like that dopamine hit. You start to have that feel-good experience in your body. And what it does is it keeps you going. So what I would start telling myself is, okay, I only have to get on the treadmill for one minute, and that's it. So as I started running (laughs) the first time, and one minute went by, I had the choice to stop. I already hit my bronze level goal, but because I was ready, I was already in the momentum of it, I was already running, I was on the treadmill, I was in my gym clothes, I was at the gym, I just kept going towards the silver goal, which is 15. And then by then I had so much momentum that I often was able to go all the way to the gold. So that's how you can use goal levels with your clients to help them take a big goal that's probably a bit overwhelming for them right now, And make it into something so ridiculously manageable, just going for the bronze. And then by the time they get that bronze, they're going to have that little momentum to go towards the silver and ultimately the gold, okay? So in summary, how do you get clients' results when they're not getting those results right away? Um, You want to first make sure that you're having your clients set clear and productive action steps. Remember, no vague and no passive actions. Two is increase the accountability, which is having your clients identify by when they're going to follow through on their actions and also identify what might get in the way of their actions. Number three is to increase the amount of challenging that you do in your session. So asking more direct questions that really encourage your client to take more responsibility for themselves. Number four is to examine your client's motivation. So why is their goal important to them? What's the cost of them not following through? And then finally, you want to help your client set goal levels. So taking their big overwhelming goal into a bronze, silver, and gold level so they're able to get that initial momentum and keep going all the way to the finish line. Okay, so that's what I got on what to do when your clients don't get results. And by the way, this podcast is part of the 12 Days of Podcast series, which I hope you've been enjoying. So over this 12-day holiday season, I'm releasing a podcast episode every single day. So if you haven't caught the other episodes during the 12 Days of Podcast, make sure you're subscribed to the Life Coaching Secrets podcast so you don't miss a single one.
1: My name is Alison
0: Cowan. The moment I discovered coaching
1: was through working with a coach. I became so inspired and came to realize that my life has led me to coaching and that I was born for this. I did a lot of searching and due diligence to find a program that was my match. As I continued searching, I was continually drawn back to Thriving Coach Academy. I wanted a program that was ICF accredited because I value excellence and credibility. I started with Frank's introductory offer of Coaching 101 and began listening to his podcasts. Then when I realized that I was doing this repeatedly, I knew head, heart, soul, intuition that this was right for me. It was filled with a lot of what ifs and a lot of fear. I was concerned about investing the money. What if this doesn't work for me? And all of these what ifs and fears have been completely obliterated. My financial wins have actually blown my mind. Within three months of enrolling in TCA, I had three clients hire me in a day that paid for my investment in the academy. When I really look at how much I have learned and have accomplished in such a short time, I, I, there are no words. I, I'm astounding myself, <laughs> but it's also been through the belief, you know, the belief from the Academy, which continues to inspire me to keep moving, even if I'm making mistakes and just to keep trying and keep going. And that has been my inspiration. Even before being certified, I had a month where I earned over $10,000 a month. As a coach but before the academy i was charging you know 50 dollars per hour and wasn't offering package programs and since then i am now charging 250 dollars per hour with all of the support that i've gotten and all of the teaching that i've gotten i didn't i couldn't have even imagined this i knew i wanted to do this and i was completely happy where i was but wow (laughs) i see my business Thriving and expanding in ways that will be beneficial not only to myself, but to others. For me, it's not only about the money, but my personal growth and the teaching that I've received, you know, becoming an effective coach and understanding the artistry of it, being part of a caring and supportive community. Those things matter just as much. There is such a safe environment held. For the first time in my life, I wasn't afraid to make a mistake. I was graciously taught and guided and encouraged to try again. And that mistakes were how we learned, how we learn. The other thing is belief, belief, belief. I've had others believe in me in the past. I have never felt so believed in as much as I have through TCA. I can't wait to wake up every morning to get started. If anybody is thinking, that they're too old to learn something new. I started my business at 55 years old. I can't imagine retiring from it. I want to do this the rest of my life. And we never know when our time is going to be up. So we might as well just go in and do what we love.
0: Hey, would you like access to powerful coaching tools you can use on yourself and clients right away? For being a listener of the podcast, I'm giving you a VIP guest pass to get a sneak peek into my coach training program. Inside, you'll learn our coaches' secret tool they use to transform their clients' lives. And you'll also get a training on how to launch a coaching business. Just head over to www.thrivingcoachacademy.com slash VIP to get started. I'll see you on the inside. That's what I got for this episode today. Now, before you go, I'm including a short clip from an interview I did with one of our coaches inside the academy so you can hear their story, learn from their success, and see what's possible for you as a coach. Enjoy their story, and I will see you in the next episode.